Thank you for listening to the Sandals Church Podcast. Today's episode is part of our Real Spirituality content series, conversations on the reality of the unknown, how spirituality impacts us all, and what the Bible has to say about it. We hope you enjoy this episode. Where we invite the Holy Spirit to bring to life and sanctify the person's imagination so that they can visualize and connect with their God. Yeah. It to, Christians immediately go to being against something that's worldly. Is the willingness to say, I'm actually submitting my will. Yeah. What's interesting is that manifesting is like exactly replicating what God did in creating the world. What up fam? My name is Adam Atchison and I'm excited to continue in our Real Spirituality series. And this series is really just a, a number of authentic conversations about uh, prevalent spiritual matters in our, in our culture uh, that we see a lot in, in our digital media and social media worlds. And, uh, and we just want to engage into some of those things that are being discussed. And so I've got my friend Morgan here. Hey. And uh, thanks for being here. I'm yeah. excited to talk about this topic today. Um, which is a practice uh, that's become really popular, uh, particularly since the pandemic, mm. um, called manifesting. And so uh, we, we want to talk about that. We want to um, compare and contrast a little bit this practice of manifesting with the, the Christian practice or discipline of prayer. Mm -hmm. And so uh, let me just start off for those of you who don't know uh, what manifesting is, just with a working definition. Manifesting is taking something that's abstract or theoretical. Mm -hmm. um, typically it's, it's very personal. It's either a thought or a desire yeah. and uh, sort of either willing or speaking or writing that into existence. Mm -hmm. Really trying to, uh, by the force of one's will or belief about something to, to actualize it in yeah. reality. And so, um, so we want to talk a little bit about uh, what, what we see as, as uh, maybe like why this is a thing. Just mm -hmm. um, are, are there some kernels of, of truth uh, that we can glean uh, from this practice? Uh, meaning that uh, our, our approach, even in this series, uh, is, is somewhat based on an innocuous premise that all truth is God's truth. And, um, and th there, are, there are some things that are, are partial truths out there in the world that, um, that tell us something. Yeah. And so one of the things I want to speak to is just the idea that uh, we do have some control over our thoughts. Mm. And, um, and that's, a, that's a good thing. And, um, and so why don't you talk about um, a little bit about uh, what, you, what you've found out about manifesting, mm -hmm. what you've seen that's out there. And, yeah. and I know that you had a couple of, of Bible verses that mm -hmm. kind of uh, connect with this in a certain way, but then also mm -hmm. kind of take it to a different level. So. Yeah, um, it's super interesting how this has become such a thing in pop culture. Like, um, I've seen it on so many like TV shows, reality shows, magazines are reporting on it, TikTokers are talking about it. Like, manifesting has become a pretty like common practice. It feels like um, out there, and um, it's been interesting because I like I think sometimes uh, Christians immediately go to being against something that's mm. worldly mm -hmm. um, but as you were saying I think there are some kernels of truth in it which might mm. feel a little scary to say mm -hmm. but I don't think it's all right but I think that like what you're saying the the idea that um, we we can like take our thoughts captive mm. we what we focus on does matter mm. um, I think that that's like something that manifesting has right. I mean, even scripture says uh, in 2 Corinthians 10, it talks about taking every thought captive. Now it follows that up with 
giving it to God, like surrendering mm. to God. So there's an act of obedience within that, which that's how it would differ mm. within the, the, the world and, and this idea of, of bringing it to God and of making it under, under the realm of Christian. Um, but um, it, it's been interesting because as I've learned more about what manifesting is, mm. I see so much like self-reliance in it. Mm. I see so much belief that like dependence on like if I will this to be hard enough, like mm. it, there are these different practices with vision boards and journaling and affirmations and the law of attraction, all of these things where it's like, it depends on you mm. for it to become reality. Yeah. And if it doesn't become your reality, then it's on you because you mm. didn't do something right. Or you like, I, I watched this TikToker or a uh, YouTuber talk about how uh, if it hasn't happened, like if your manifestation mm. isn't successful, it's because in your subconscious, mm. you are doubting yourself mm. or you didn't 100% believe right. that it was going to be which here's the thing, like I know myself mm. and what I'm capable of in the negative sense. Like sure. I know that I am going to doubt myself. Mm. I know that I am going to have thoughts that I'm not worthy of something or that I don't deserve something. I know that I'm going to have sinful thoughts against other people, against mm. like I'm going to, I'm going to have those experiences because sure that's my flesh. Like that's just going to happen. I didn't know that. So I don't want to depend on myself for achievement to become my reality. Sure. Like I'm encouraged to know that because we have access to God through mm -hmm. Jesus, that I can pray for those things. Mm -hmm. I can request those things through faith. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I can present those requests to God and he will hear those. Sure. It's not just journaling for journaling's sake. It's mm -hmm. not just like if I write uh, 55 times out for five times a day, this affirmation of something that I want to happen. And if I declare it saying that it will happen, mm. who, who sees my journal sure. other than myself? Yeah. But if I pray to God, mm. scripture says that he hears me. Mm. I mean, like he hears my request. He knows my desires. And so I'm going to put a lot more hope in that sure. than I am on myself, who yeah. I know is sinful and yeah. going to mess up. Yeah, and one of the things you mentioned was how, um, because it's so dependent on the self, mm -hmm. I, I almost thought about it as, um, as sort of the, these people, these individuals practicing this, the way you hear them talk about it is as if they're the only one in the universe, the only yeah. agent in the universe, and yeah. it's sort of this vacuum, and you fill reality with your own thoughts or mm -hmm. ideas or mm -hmm. desires. And uh, one of the things I thought that you said that was really interesting is what a what an isolating yeah. kind of approach to yeah. reality, and and how lonely that can mm -hmm. be. And then of course, as you alluded to, what happens when it's not working? Yeah. Then it then it's really back on me again. Mm -hmm. That clearly I'm not doing this. Yeah, right. you're gonna get caught up in a cycle. Yeah. It's gonna be a hurtful one mm. for you too. You yeah, know, like for sure. If, if it's on you and you keep trying and you keep going for it and you keep feeling defeated yeah. because you keep falling short. Sure. Like, Yeah. And one of the things I thought about knowing that this trend has really exploded since COVID. I mean, um, there's sort of a, a back history to this practice mm -hmm. with a book that was published called The Secret uh, over, an, over a decade ago. But, but really the exponential growth of this being post-COVID made me begin to wonder whether or not this is a response 
to a world that is out of control, mm. right? I mean, so as, as the world gets turned upside down, um, each of us, I think, experienced this sense of like, of maybe fear, anxiety, yeah. that man, I don't, the things that I took for granted as part of normal everyday life that I thought were under control or within my control aren't mm -hmm. anymore. And so mm -hmm. one of the things I wondered is, is this is manifesting taking off because it's sort of this, whether subconscious or, or articulated in this way or not, a response to regain some sense of like, I can, I can hold on to at least at least this sliver of the universe for myself. Yeah, and that's like a we safe know we're list. not okay, so we're trying to be okay. Yeah, totally. yeah. So let me ask you this question, Morgan, just kind of off the top. Um, you know, that is a, a difficult reality to embrace. It's a humbling reality to embrace. And, um, and I do think that that's a key departure um, for the Christian approach to things. It's a humble approach. It's one that recognizes a dependence on other forces in the world, other agents in the world. And so um, what, what would you say is in response to fear and anxiety around a, a, a sense of lost control? Um, where our sphere of agency is, is sort of reduced down yeah. and down and down. Um, in, in contrast with something like manifesting, what would be the response? Yeah. Whether it's your own personal one over this last you know, couple of years mm -hmm. or, um, or just a biblical response or both. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a very natural feeling to mm. when feeling like not okay or when feeling out of control to look for something or do something to try and regain control. Mm. I just think we head the wrong direction mm. if it goes towards depending on ourselves because mm. I think we're just going to perpetuate that cycle and end up lonelier, sadder, and more isolated than we were before. Sure. Uh, maybe lose hope along the way. Um, but I think in, in that feeling like an opportunity that's there is to turn to God, mm. to, to turn to the one who is in control, the only one who yeah. is in control. Um, and I love like thinking of it um, in terms of like abiding in mm. Jesus. Um, and the, the scripture in John 15, um, where he's the tree and we're the branches. Mm. And if we're cut off from the tree as the branches, mm. like we won't bear fruit. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that like the tree, the branch cut off from the tree kind of feels like the person out of control, not okay. Alone. Alone. Yeah. Isolated like broken. But like if we're abiding in the tree, if we have a, a greater source yeah. um, that we go to, that we seek, that yeah. we abide in, we, we live in, we, we walk with day to day, mm -hmm. then we bear fruit. Sure. Like goodness comes from that. And yeah. even like this term abundance is kind of like mm -hmm. a manifestation word, but it's also a word in scripture. Yeah, it's a good word. Right. Um, huh. Like abundance is promised yeah. if, if you abide. And so I feel like that's like, there's kind of two roads you can take when you feel out of control or when you feel like mm. lost or hopeless. And um, I think one is far better than the other. Yeah. I would rather have abundance than remain 
yeah. in my brokenness. I love the picture of a, of a branch disconnected from a source of life, which yeah. Christians believe is outside of ourselves. Yeah. And, and then, well, really, uh, when, we, when we affirm Christ, uh, it, it's inside of us, too, yeah. by, by the Spirit. Yeah. Um, but just that image of, of a branch that's sort of been cut off, disconnected from its source of life and, and nutrients and, and whatever, trying to bear forth something, mm -hmm. like bring about fruit yeah. apart from that yeah. and the impossibility of that. Right, right. Um, yeah, that picture, like just imagining that, envisioning that is mm, really powerful. Like. Yeah you walk on a road and you see a branch in the street, how is that branch going to sure. like, yeah. go forth? And, and even thinking about uh, fruit for a minute makes me think about how... Um, I, I've thought a lot about this, this idea of control. And I've thought a lot about how, um, I, I believe at least, that a lot of the anxiety, and, and this is not a, a professional uh, clinical type of statement, I'm not a doctor, but I do believe um, as a pastor, that a lot of our anxiety is the result of an inflated sense of what we actually have control over. Oh, 100%. And the more you think you can control outside of yourself, yeah. uh, the more I believe you're inviting anxiety into your life. Mm. And so what's interesting is we actually are expected as followers of Jesus to have self-control. The domain that God invites us to have control over, dominion over, mm -hmm. um, which is part of what it means to be like God, to be made in the image of God, is ourselves. But isn't it interesting that even self-control is a fruit of the Spirit? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that is. That fruit of self-control is still, a, a, the, the de we depend on the work of the mm. Spirit in us to bring about the ability in the first place to even control this, right. me, myself. And even our self-control needs to apply to how much control we're trying to have over sure. our experience. And, and that's actually, um, it's funny you mention that because one of the things I thought about is um, our, our thoughts and our desires uh, can actually come to actualization mm -hmm. in, in reality. And, and I think about... Uh, my, my oldest son, he just uh, completed an, an Ironman, and that reality, uh, that thing that he did, that he mm -hmm. accomplished, and so much of manifesting is about that. It's about an achievement. It into. It's, a, it's something success-oriented, something that, that we want in the mm -hmm. world. Um, that, I would say probably, or, or would have never happened had he not had the thought to do the Ironman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's a it's a whole nother leap to say that by thinking it, it will therefore come mm -hmm. to pass mm -hmm. um, if, if we're doing it right. Sure. And so um, and it does remind me, in fact, of um, the idea that God uh, God had thoughts before he created anything or any one of us. Yeah. And um, so, so his thought preexisted the reality and then he actually spoke it. Mm -hmm. His word um, is was the the creative force yeah. in bringing things to be. So yeah. there is this sort of order that we see of a of the divine um, idea or thought yeah. coming to to fruition as it's, he speaks it into existence. What's interesting is that manifesting is like exactly replicating what God did in creating the world. Mm. But I have 
very strong beliefs that we are not God. Yeah. Like we, we can't adapt, adopt that model of God mm. creating the world, mm. thinking it, speaking it, life mm. happens because of his word. Sure. I do not have that power. Yeah. And if for a second I think I do, I'm going to be really disappointed. Sure. But we have the opportunity to pray. Like we can think things, speak them to God, ask for them in faith. Sure. And if we're walking with him and if it's his will, then then they may happen. Yeah. He knows the desires of our heart and he promises us an abundant life. But if we start trying to play the role of God, we're going to be really disappointed. Sure. And there are Christian, um, there's flavors of, of Christianity out there that lean more toward a direction that's, I would almost call it like a, a, a manifesting approach plus a little Jesus, right? <laughs> Sprinkle a little. Which is uh, this idea that I think is adopted and then maybe, maybe misconstrued a little bit. Um, or, or a lot uh, from certain scriptures, yeah, right? Because yeah. Jesus does speak to. I mean, there there are there are passages of of scripture that say, "Hey, you can you can have faith to say to this mountain, move, yep, and it'll move." And um, and he also talks about how it doesn't take very much of that. Mm -hmm. It only requires a little bit of a mustard seed. So there isn't this yep. expectation uh, to like sort of the incantation or the formula right. has to be done exactly right. right. Um, but I, I would uh, I would correct uh, or, or or I would talk about a, a limitation or a parameter mm -hmm. around that kind of passage. And anytime we come across a, a, a scripture that's difficult to interpret, uh, one of the things I learned early on is that scripture interprets scripture, and uh, and so we we have to kind of take the whole of scripture to um, to understand certain verses that are uh, that are difficult to understand. And so I think of another one that's similar, and it says, "Ask anything in my name." Mm -hmm. And it'll be given to you. Yeah. And that sounds that almost sounds like wow, the world's our oyster. Like man, mm. I just I'm just gonna like Jesus, you know, God in heaven. He is like the the divine cosmic Santa Claus and genie, genie in the bottle. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's just as long as at the end of my prayer I say in Jesus' name, Amen. Like oh, there's the yeah. I, I, I'm, so I toss in that a, phrase in alignment with yeah. your word. Right. You know and. Uh, <laughs> And so I, but I think what that means, we misunderstand that to say, mm. to pray or ask for something in Jesus name, isn't in a formulaic sort of incantation to bend the will of God toward yeah. our desires. Right. It actually means that as long as we are in alignment with who Christ yeah. is, yeah. name, a name is identity. Yeah. And so when we speak the name of Christ, we are appealing to the the character, the nature, the mm -hmm. identity, mm -hmm. the, oh, by the way, the plans and purposes of a God that right. is above us. Right. And so much of, I think, for as much as I can vibe with certain parts of manifesting and, and this idea of of focusing on, on positive thoughts, mm -hmm. um, the point of departure, I think, is really around humility. Yeah. The, the Christian practice of prayer, and this is the line of demarcation, I would say, yeah. is the willingness to say, I'm actually submitting my will, yeah. my desires, my thoughts. You, mm -hmm. you talked about taking your thoughts captive to my Lord, yeah. to my God. Like I'm 
he's actually given me dominion and agency. Yeah. He allows me to have that space. Mm-hmm. But the, the Christian act is to give it back. Yeah. It's to say, I'm, I'm, I'm submitting that and I'm letting yeah. you form that. And maybe some of what I've got going or what I desire is in alignment with you and you will manifest it. Yeah. I mean, part of humility is recognizing who I am in comparison to who mm. he is. Yeah. And like good. being okay with that. Yeah. And not sure. just being okay with that, being grateful for that. I mean, a lot of prayer is gratitude mm. and praise. Mm. And it's not just requesting all that we want. Yeah. It's like first acknowledging what he's done mm. and praising him for those things. And he, he hears those things. Sure. I think that just more deeply aligns us with him and, mm. and where he's going. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that I think is really interesting, and actually I think that following Jesus offers mm-hmm. that's different than manifesting, mm-hmm. like or that is missed out because mm-hmm. of manifesting, is when we leave it to our imaginations mm-hmm. of like what to dream up, what mm-hmm. to conjure up, what success might look like. Um, apart from God, I think that we actually miss out Mm. because um, in Ephesians 3, it talks about how God is able to achieve far more, Mm. far more, like outdo anything that we could imagine. And in one of the translations, in the Passion Translation, it says, um, our most uh, wild imagination, he Mm. cannot do it. Mm. Our most unbelievable dream, Mm. he can do it. Mm. And I love that because I think that speaks to our limitations, Mm. to where like, we could cap off like um, whatever you're trying to manifest. Like maybe if you were aligned with God, maybe if you were abiding in Jesus and through him, Mm. like you started dreaming of what your life Mm. could look like, maybe he wants to do even more than that. Like why cap it off at what you can imagine? I just think that's a beautiful like offering that's different than what the world has. I also love what you said about imagination. I've often said that Mm. it's, one of the least utilized faculties of the human person mm-hmm. um, that's like the least utilized by Christians. Yeah. Because in the right context, like sanctified, made holy by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. our imaginations can actually be a space to connect with our God. Mm. And in fact, um, there are certain um, kinds of, of prayers that are, um, some people call them different things, like inner healing prayer, where we invite the Holy Spirit to yeah bring to life and sanctify the person's imagination so mm. that they can visualize and connect with their God, with yeah. it, to, to imagine Jesus mm-hmm. and, and to hear from Him. And yeah. it's, a, it's a unique kind of, of prayer um, that very much says, no, the imagination is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney has, has shown mm-hmm. us that. Um, but in the, uh, just, just like at Disney, uh, the show, uh, Fantate, Fantasia, Fantasmic, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, that whole theme, that whole narrative of that show is about the, the dark mm-hmm. ways that our imagination can go. Yeah. And so, um, when, when, when brought under the rule, reign and authority mm-hmm. within the kingdom of, of our good God and our good King, yeah. our ma- imaginations can actually be a very powerful tool yeah. to connect with, with him creatively and yeah. intimately. Hmm. So yeah, that reminds me of a passage of scripture that we will close with um, that kind of brings together the the Christian practice of prayer and and even a a sense of uh, what we are to focus our thoughts on. And uh, it's Philippians 4, verses 6 through 8. It says, don't worry about anything. Hmm. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God, not the universe, you know, not the stars. Tell God, the one who created you, what Hmm. you need. And thank Him for all He has done. 
then you will experience God's peace, which, which exceeds anything we can understand. Yeah. See, there's a transcendence that yeah. we step into when we encounter the loving creator God who formed us in our mother's womb, who created us fearfully mm. and wonderfully. And it's him who gives us a peace that we can't think of. Mm. We can't manifest for ourselves. It becomes a gift in response to our entering into an intimate relationship yeah. with him. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, listen to this. He, he actually exhorts us, he encourages us uh, to, to focus our thoughts mm. in a certain direction. One yeah. final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable mm -hmm. and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Mm. And so there is this sense is within even the Christian context, as we as we're humble yeah. in prayer, as we recognize that there are forces at work and the greatest force of all is is a good God. Yep. Who wants to work for our good. Yep. Um, and and that as we enter into that, he gives us a peace that we mm. can't bring about. We can't uh, conjure up by the force of our will. Otherwise, like we'd all be peaceful, right? <laughs> right? Like, we're just uh, who, who doesn't want that in their lives? And so, if we can all just bring it about, mm. um, you know, I, I think it'd be the case. But then it does say, like, man, it matters what you think about. Mm -hmm. Focus. Your thought life counts. Yeah, your thought, thought life does matter, and yeah. I think that is a point of connection. And so, yeah. um, and we just want to thank you guys for for joining us. Um, we've enjoyed this conversation yeah. and we hope this is, that this has been helpful. And if you have any, any questions or, uh, or if you, anything you want to explore a little bit more and you want to engage with us, man, just drop a note in the comments and, uh, and we'll get back to you.